Uh, Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com is standing by on the Roast Humber Coffee guest line. And Chris, you guys were in uh, Happy Valley, State College, Pennsylvania on Friday. You got wind of the Big Ten handing down the three-game suspension. And Harbaugh said someone tapped him on the shoulder on the plane uh, when the plane landed. And yet Michigan wasn't formally notified because Pete Thamel from ESPN was given 30 minutes heads up on the Big Ten notifying Michigan. How weak is that? That's bizarre. Right? You're basically using this guy to air all your dirty laundry and build a case for you in the media, and it's pathetic, frankly. And uh, I was actually with our buddy Bruce Cortade having dinner Friday night, and our sources at Michigan who were directly involved said, um, you know, here's it's we got it in front of the judges immediately. It's Judge Timothy Connors and uh, in Ann Arbor. However, uh, it was his courtroom, but it, since it was a holiday, Judge Carol Kunke was the one who was on duty that night. Somehow, whether they collaborated or whether he took it back, they don't know. Uh, it ended up back with Connors, and in which what Bruce told me, and you can text him yourself. Obviously, he's a mutual friend of ours, and several attorneys immediately shot back to me was this is nearly unprecedented something that they hadn't seen in 44 years as litigators that when it's a temporary restraining order it's supposed to be a yes or a no type of thing not kicked down the road for a hearing and uh two people that i spoke with that were in the profession for longer than four decades said uh, they'd never heard of any such thing so now we go into friday you know and jim harbaugh goes into friday and this team again not knowing if they're going to have their coach on saturday or or for the Ohio State game, so uh, they were hopeful. And what they had told me as a timeline was uh, if it had been Kunke that was the one ruling on it, they would hope between maybe 8 and 9 on Friday night, and then the kids would have time to prepare, and Jim Harbaugh would have time to prepare. Instead, they're all sitting there waiting on a bus for this ruling, uh, and it comes out that, uh, that it got kicked down the road. And you could see it in their body language before the game, Bill. They were like, all right, well, we got to do what we got to do. But even in the first few minutes of the game, I thought, uh, they were a little lethargic, and then they turned it up, and and uh, and talent won out. So I give them credit. Uh, all this BS about how all the emotion isn't real, and so on and so forth. Anybody who watched Sharon Moore's post game speech and didn't think that was real, uh, frankly, can go to hell. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine dot com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Rose Tumber Coffee guest line. So, what are your sources telling you about this hearing now, trying to get that? Uh, temporary restraining order a week after uh, they yeah. filed for it, which, again, is strange. But I, I think what my opinion is, just from the outside looking in, I said it on Saturday that the judge, it's such a high-profile uh, temporary restraining order that I, I, he he may have his opinion, but he wanted both sides to be on the record on where they're I at. I guess. Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, he, he actually played football at Michigan. Uh, Connors did in the early 1970s, and I believe teaches. The Shouldn't he recuse himself? Uh, yeah, that's the thing. This whole thing is is weird, and you know the fact that um, you know, and some think that he didn't. And you asked me what my sources said this morning. People at Michigan told me it's very possible that the Big Ten will ask that it be moved to a federal court. For example, uh, given those ties, um, they do have their own attorney uh, that is actually from Ann Arbor, I believe, uh, and was ready to respond to this immediately. So uh, they're going all the way here with this. And and I can promise you that this has uh, really created a rift, obviously, between the, between Michigan and the Big Ten. And uh, no surprise there. I don't think I'm saying anything that anybody, that not everybody knows at this point. But 
Um, so there is that possibility uh, if it does go to court to the Washington County Court on Friday. Could you imagine, by the way, if this had happened in Tuscaloosa or any of uh, or Columbus or anything like that? They'd have rubber stamped this thing in five minutes, you know. But Ann Arbor's different, man. It's crazy, and uh, I, and I do know that um, you know several people have told me that Connors is a wild card here. You know, he's he does things differently, and this is one example of that. So. Uh, it's going to be fascinating to see if it makes it to Friday at Washtenaw County Court, if it's kicked to a district, a, a federal district court, either in Detroit or Ann Arbor, I'm hearing, is a possibility as well. So, and again, this is from people on the Michigan side who are, are directly working close to people directly involved. So we're not guessing here. These are all options so that are on the table. But uh, it's been a weird story. I'm sick of covering it. Frankly, I just wanted to cover a football team this year, and it was fun uh, up until halfway through the year. But they have made this... Uh, frankly, into a smear campaign. And, and I'm not, again, I'm not saying that what Michigan didn't do was wrong, what Connor Stallions did was it wasn't wrong. Uh, but to, to create this and, and make it seem like it's worse than the Jerry Sandusky scandal and all this other crap that we've seen in the Big Ten uh, is an absolute joke. So uh, there's still people involved here. And you saw the human element come out after the game. It was almost relief. And when I asked Blake Corum, I said, what does this do, you know, to, to silence the doubters who all said you only won because he you cheated. He said you needed it, you got it. Chris Ballas from Wolverine.com joining us talking about uh, Harbaugh sideline for the Penn State game. Hopes to get that temporary restraining order and be able to coach against Maryland and Ohio State in the final two uh, regular season games. You know, the one thing uh, that was going around too Friday night was that. It, when the judge, when it bounced to the other judge who was on duty that night, she supposedly was involved in the Connor Stallions HOA case down in Ann Arbor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so weird. The whole thing. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. And some said, well, why didn't, and Bruce, a court aide, uh, it'd be interesting if you had him on or had a conversation with him uh, before your next show. He said, you know, it, it probably would have been wise of them to start in federal court. Uh, but then a couple of people said, well, because the Big Ten has offices, essentially, or, you know, has ties to Michigan with the Michigan and Michigan State programs being part of the Big Ten, that that wasn't an option. I'm not sure if that's the case or not, but Bruce had actually said that. And Bruce Cortade, by the way, was the former head of the Michigan State Bar. So this is a guy who knows what he's talking about, not just a great guy, but a great lawyer, as you know. And he said, uh, you know, boy, when he saw it, when it was in Washtenaw County Court, when we were out to dinner, he said, man, I'm not sure that was the right move here. And it turned out that he was right. Now, if they had another option, uh, all of the, the attorneys in Detroit who are, one had actually was is married to a Michigan regent, so she would have recused, recused herself. But several of those had Michigan ties as well, too. But, um, you know, it's it's just a weird situation where you're not going to be able to get really get away from from the Michigan ties, and uh, and it certainly didn't help Michigan in this case. Uh, Connors having played at Michigan, whether it was his decision or Kunke's or both of them together with Michigan ties to kick it down the road here for another week, uh, it was a weird decision. Uh, in fact, somebody at Michigan said, who is actually an attorney, said just wild when I asked them about the decision. And again, they were expecting it on Friday night. So uh, just absolutely bizarre. And another twist to the story that I'm sure Bill We'll have several more before it's all said and done. That's crazy. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Roast Umber uh, guest line. So uh, I saw you covering uh, Harbaugh's presser today, and he said he, <laughs> he he knows what he's doing. He talked about his chickens. 
Uh, he mentioned that he's watched a lot of Judge Judy to get uh, ready for the hearing. I mean, he for people who say, oh, he does, I think he's kind of uh, clueless at times. I, I think he's more strategic than a lot of people ever would give him credit for. Yeah, and I asked him the chickens question. He said, I went out and fed feed the chickens and this and that, and I wasn't sure if it was an analogy or if he was serious. So I asked him, do you really have chickens? And that's when he went into the chicken story, and then he said, uh, you know, I used to say, put them down and say they were a nervous bird. He said, no, and I'm going to take that back, and chickens are strong and everything else. And it was hilarious. Uh, you know, and he goes on those tangents every now and then. And uh, I'll say this, he's been very interesting and fun to cover for the majority of the nine years that he's been here. So, and one thing I will say, too, is that this really, like he said, has galvanized Michigan. It's with that Michigan versus everybody mentality, you know. Um, I think rivals are obviously going to say, well, they're going to get what they deserve. You know, the people down south really don't care. They, they kind of laugh at it, knowing what, you know, they do on a daily basis to make their programs relevant and, and the, the mud that they roll in down there, with the exception of Pete, Paul Feinbaum there, who is uh, just a mouthpiece, you know, and I think he's kind of echoing the sentiments of, of whatever ESPN tells him to say and some of their other guys. But, um, you know, they are, they are really div- uh, united right now. If you look at the administration, if you look at – the athletic department, and uh, and maybe in some way, you know, this makes Jim Harbaugh stay here for another ten years, and says, okay, uh, you know what, you took your shot at us, you didn't want me here. This has made us stronger. We're going to come back, and we're going to kick your butt for another ten years. And I think it's a better possibility now, frankly, than it was maybe before this whole thing started. So it's going to be fascinating um, if indeed it was started by a rival. And I can promise you that Michigan believes that, and they are researching that that Ohio State was involved in starting this story and hiring the private investigators, and we should have more on that hopefully within a week. Uh, we've got some, we've seen the paperwork. There are some very interesting ties um, that people are going to be made aware of uh, that aren't coincidental. Then, you know what? Uh, you've, got a, you've got basically you approach being the villain here, and you've got, uh, you should be fire all your ammunition at your rivals. So it's going to be fascinating to see that game in a couple weeks. If Jim Harbaugh is on the sidelines, I think you're going to see Fox basically tell the Big Ten, we want Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines for that game. I, I can't imagine that uh, that he's not on the sidelines for that game, but kudos to Sharon Moore and those guys for what they did in Happy Valley. That was one hell of a defensive football team they played in Penn State. Uh, Michigan rose up to the challenge. And one thing they did in not throwing the ball in the second half, and uh, I think it's twofold, just my observation from watching the game on DVR after I got back uh, from Ferris State in their finale, that, you know, they, they didn't want to risk getting J.J. Hurt. You got your, your season is uh, straight in front of you. You're taking care of uh, business at Happy Valley. You're running the ball against the best rushing defense in college football. So why show anything or why risk anything? Just keep pounding it. And that's what they did the entire second half. Yeah, a few, a little bit. But they were off script on their second or third series, frankly, because Carson Barnhart couldn't hang with Chop Robinson. And it looked like... I mean, there was just no time to throw. He had no time to drop back and throw. And once they got their lead, and one of the big plays of the game, let's be honest, it's 14-9, to and Penn State was really playing from behind the entire game. They had to go on fourth downs just to remain in that game. But they had the ball to start the second half. They get to midfield and were just about had a first down before Rayshon Benny comes in and forces the turnover that completely changed the game. And when they got the field goal, an eight-point lead really kind of felt like 18 or 20, didn't it? Because the way that Penn State couldn't move the ball. So um, 
that's the thing. And, you know, keep him upright and keep, and they were really using in the, in the running game with some of the draw plays. Penn State's really desire to get upfield against McCarthy and those guys and, and uh, really overcommit to that and caught him off guard with a couple of big running plays, including Donovan Edwards. So uh, it was fine. It was a Lloyd Carr game plan is what I wrote about. And uh, you get in there, you get a huge win against a top 10 opponent, and you get out and you live to fight another day. All right, before I let you go, Chris, uh, before we started the show, you did post a story. NCAA looking into Central Michigan, Connor Stallions. Uh, who was that on the sidelines? Was it Connor? Was it somebody else mm-hmm. at Michigan State? Is that a... Is that a letter of uh, an investigation? Is it just an inquiry? Is it just them asking questions in regards to Stallings in the Michigan case? Uh, give me what you can from that story yeah. you just posted. Yeah, it's uh, they are on. They are interviewing now. Um, our sources in Mount Pleasant have said that they were interviewing uh, aggressively, interviewing some staffers this morning and people around the football program, their athletic department, and their athletic director. Uh, who does a great job there, by the way, is I think a former director of compliance for the NCAA. So she immediately, when she heard the about the possibility of Stallions being on their sidelines, sent out an email and said, don't delete anything. We're going to investigate this. We're going to get to the bottom of it. Um, from what we understand and what we've talked about with several people there directly involved is that there were probably two or three coaches uh, who arranged to have him on the sidelines if it was him. <laughs> wink wink right uh there's no question in my mind it was and i think they're going to find that out too uh in their investigation but um that's what's being floated anyway from the people that we've talked to uh but what are they going to say on the record are they going to say he was there on behalf of michigan if it was him are they going to say that they were using him to scout for central michigan we have an idea um but it is going to be and i don't think jim McElwain, the head coach knew anything about it that's even even more more fascinating part of this so um, this, we'll see how it plays out, but I know that they wanted it wrapped up by Wednesday, and maybe they wanted, you know, that's part of the expedition of the investigation that the NCAA wanted, maybe to get some more ammo for the Big Ten on Friday. Who knows? But uh, certainly going to be something that we watch closely. That's interesting. Uh, Harbaugh has stated mm-hmm. from day one he didn't know anything about what Connor yeah. Stallions was doing, and you're hearing that McElwain, the CMU head football coach, had no idea so, yeah. so did, and that, and this is what the NCAA is looking for, and it is interesting that they're doing this right before the hearing. They're looking for one of those coaches to say Harbaugh or one of his assistants uh, said, go get Connor Stallions on yeah. the sidelines so we can get intel on Michigan State. Yeah. I'm just, that's my, that's my, yeah. that's my guesstimate on this. I agree with you on that, and that, and that I don't think that's, that's what they're going to find. I strongly believe that, Bill. And uh, but if it came to it, uh, would Connor Stallions go back on the record and say what he was doing there? Because he's already said, "Hey, the Michigan coaches didn't know anything about this. They didn't direct me to do anything, so on and so forth." So um, I want to hear the Central Michigan response. I've got a story ready to go with all the details, but uh, we want to hear what the NCAA has to say first, and then we'll run with it. Chris Ballas of the Wolverine dot com. The story is everywhere. Uh, Connor Stallions even connected to a judge who was there for a minute and not there on Friday night in some HOA suit. You got the NCAA talking to people at CMU, trying to find something on Harbaugh. And meanwhile, the Big Ten uh, suspended Harbaugh for three games, and we'll get that hearing on Friday uh, in some courtroom, you would think. Uh, anything else the Big Ten could do between now and then? Because they, they can't drop what they did. And, and buckle. 
and Michigan can't go deal with the Big Ten right now and get a settlement, right? No, it's a that's a great that's a great point. And you know, somebody actually brought up to me today that maybe the Big Ten would ask at Fox's request that okay, can you just agree to have Harbaugh sit out Maryland and then we get him back for Ohio State if they went to both sides? Would you guys agree to that if nobody admitted fault or defeat? Uh, and I think that's a possibility. I think that's something that could still be on the table as well. I think Michigan believes, obviously, they can go into Maryland and win that game without Jim Harbaugh, but they really need him on the sideline for Ohio State. And, uh, boy, would that be an unbelievable theater if they got to that point. The, the pregame with Ryan Day, the postgame handshake. Uh, I can promise you this, though, Michigan is really looking forward to November 25th. Well, and there's also the side that if you give in right now, you're almost admitting the guilt on exactly. Harbaugh. You can't do it. Exactly. If you're Michigan, you you yep. gotta you gotta walk this through. You you can't yeah. all of a sudden cut a deal. You can't do it. No, nope. I agree. Unless maybe you say, okay, look, we are not admitting anything, but for the sake of you know type of thing. Uh, no, no, it still looks like backdoor. Uh, I would agree. Backdoor, agree you're, you, you're 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 admitting something. So we'll we'll yeah. see what happens Friday uh, in yep. that hearing because then if the Big Ten loses the hearing. That judge is basically saying that Michigan has a strong case, right? Uh, moving forward, so right, know, will the yep. Big Ten then back off? I mean, that, that's what yeah. we have right now. It's yep. it's politics, it's power, it's greed, it's money, uh, it's total BS. But Michigan got the job done. I thought that was one of the biggest wins in school history. Saturday, uh, you know, for that team landing, finding out what they went yeah. through, not knowing, uh, getting prepared for their biggest road game of the year. And like I said, one of the biggest games the school's ever played. They got the job done. You could see what it meant to them. Sharon Moore uh, became an instant legend, and now they get Maryland and uh, Ohio State. We'll see what happens. Chris, got to get to a network T.O. Everybody can follow this story and the CMU sidebar story at thewolverine.com. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Billy. Take care.